This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Lawmakers are expected to breathe new life into ag labor legislation this week. The House is scheduled to take up the Farm Workforce Modernization Act with a potential floor vote coming on Thursday. It will be the second time the chamber has considered the bill, which first passed the House in 2019. Dave Puglia is the president and CEO of Western Growers. He says that 2019 vote is critical for understanding where the bill can go from here. Only a fool would be optimistic about getting immigration reform done, so call me a fool. I'm optimistic. I think that the passage of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act in 2019 with a pretty healthy bipartisan vote out of the House, most Democrats voting in favor and 34 Republicans voting in favor, I think that was an incredibly hopeful and helpful first step that leads us to where we are today, which is the reintroduction of that bill with some very minor changes for dates and things like that. He says the issue has been at the top of mind for producers in his area for years and isn't going anywhere. Our average age of our farm workers has increased to, I believe it's now 43 years old. Ten years ago, I think it was you know in the mid-30s. Our workforce is aging out. They're not being replaced. The border has been relatively secure these last 15 years. It's much harder to get across, which is why people pay coyotes $5,000 or more to try and get across. And so without that um, flow of, of labor, legal or illegal, adequate to, to work on our farms, We've had a a very serious and worsening labor situation in the produce sector in the West, especially. There's more from Puglia, including his thoughts on climate change policy, in our open mic on agripulse.com. A new survey shows farmers can be expected to boost their corn and soybean acreage this year. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more. A survey of farmers in 29 states shows more acres are expected to be planted to corn and soybeans this year. Farmers responding to Allendale Incorporated in the first two weeks of March say they plan to up their corn plantings by 2 million acres. Soybean acreage is expected to take a bigger leap, up 7 million acres. For corn, Allendale's Rich Nelson says this would be the fourth largest of all time and 4.5 million acres off the 2012 peak of 97.2 million acres. We found uh, the nation's corn planting this year will be 92.828 million acres. And that's an increase of about 2.0 over uh, over last year. And it's also just a little bit over USDA's February Ag Forum estimate of 92.0. The survey also suggests soybean planting intentions at 90.3 million acres and a 2.1 million acre increase for wheat at 46.4 million acres, both slightly higher than USDA's Ag Outlook Forum estimates of 90 million acres and 45 million acres, respectively. Our survey suggested that, yes, we're getting back acres from prospective plantings, but our survey also suggested that at the same time we are drawing in acres which have not been planted or have not been in production in recent years. In other words, high prices are encouraging some type of production increase. But also, as we noted with the, with the balance sheets, these numbers really don't change the general situation that dramatically. Nelson has led the survey over 17 years. USDA's Prospective Plantings report will be released March 31st. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. The Department of Agriculture is looking for climate policy suggestions. In a Federal Register notice that will go live tomorrow, USDA solicits feedback on the best use of its programs, funding and finance capabilities, authorities, and encouragement of voluntary conservation adaptation. USDA says the request for additional input follows an executive order on reducing carbon emissions. 
Finally today, Janie Hipp has been picked as USDA's next general counsel. The White House announced an intent to nominate her this afternoon. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack praised the move in a statement, saying Hipp has a decades-long career dedicated to protecting the legal rights of underserved and underprivileged communities. Hipp is currently the CEO of the Native American Agriculture Fund and has also spent time as the director of the Indigenous Food and Agriculture Initiative at the University of Arkansas. She is a member of the Chickasaw Nation. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.